In the words of great Alan Watts in his book, Just So, quote, the ego cannot get rid of itself. It's actually impossible. And when you really examine the situation, all those spiritual disciplines people undertake to get rid of their ego have in their underlying design the means to persuade you that it can't be done. And not merely in a theoretical way. They are designed to help you actually realize that you can no more get rid of your ego than you can put out a fire with more fire. A truly egotistic person will be less egotistic than someone who's trying to be self-efficacing. And it isn't actually that selfish to come out and tell the truth about what you want. For example, when someone is tired of your company and simply says so, sorry, but I don't want to be around anybody right now. We call that selfish, but that kind of selfishness isn't really selfish because with that kind of person, you actually know where you stand. You will never feel like an imposition on such a person, and that makes for a very comfortable relationship. You owe it to other people to be just as egotistic as you actually are. When it's time to be selfish, be selfish. If someone asks you for help and you feel like you just have to help them, and you come out with your good intentions and make promises of what, what kind or the other, but you actually don't mean it, then that's much worse. You'll just let them down even more. If you don't want to help or you're feeling too lazy or you'd just rather not, then say so. You shouldn't feel ashamed of saying no because you're going to end up saying no in the end. So you might as well do so up front. Don't tell them you have to think it over if that's your way of saying no. Just tell the truth. People are always fouling each other up in this way. It's important to be just as egotistic as you are because the ambition to be less egotistic than you are is an insidious form of egotism. There's nothing more reprehensible than the ambition to be a saint. That's a powerful segment from this book, guys, and that's just the opening quote and excerpt uh, because today's episode is on the magnificent sign of Leo, the proud sign of Leo the lion, the sometimes arrogant, the sometimes strong, the sometimes overly ambitious. Uh, guys, there's always a positive and negative force to it all, so we're here to articulate upon that. This is Raven's Nest Vedic Astrology Podcast. It is the month of August, exactly August 10th. We're recording this in the year 2021. So last time on our last episode, we were sort of uh, catching back up, and there was a lot of cancer energy. So if you'd like to know more about that, go ahead and check it out. But um, to kind of recap as well, um, August 2nd, we had a strong sun opposition to Saturn, and that occurs once every year. And it's pretty it's quite often seen that this is a, a time frame where um, authoritative figures, because sun represents that, uh, you know, political figures are seen or just prominent figures out in the, the world. Uh, they may they may have some some pressure from society based on what they're trying to promote as a leader or what they're they're trying to say. Perhaps they're channeling that sun opposition to Saturn as a, uh, a bit of a limiting force like they're, they're actually trying to put a little bit more control upon people or uh, a little bit of fear um, again you'll see on the news as of lately there still seems to be this uh, coronavirus agenda being pushed in all of its many uh, facets but to be honest I'm getting and just like a lot of people are we're getting sick and tired of it but um, just as we create this podcast to share our uh, astrological insights we're also going to raise our voice up and stand up as you know people in this world we're not second tier citizens and we're not of any lower caste we are 
first-class citizens in the United States of America. So uh, when it comes to giving our two cents, we certainly will because that's what is needed in a world that um, still seems to be somewhat plagued by the negative manifestations of the solar energy. And what do I mean? So if you've seen some of our previous videos, the nakshatras hold um, a lot of keys to uh, ancient wisdom that's not necessarily um, prominent in the Western modern world. And that's because, well, we're seeing negative manifestations play out over thousands of years and we're following somewhat of what you could say outdated uh, um, paths that aren't necessarily the best for human evolution. So the negative qualities of the solar force come out and that's sometimes that sun is this bright prominent force that can be seen as arrogant uh, there's so much masculine energy that it, it's almost to the point of what alan watts calls egotistic and you'll see signs of authoritarianism totalitarian uh, agenda and there can be a, just an overall fear of the supreme being or a distrust and I, I think this is a an old paradigm way of, of thinking the, the positive solar force would be this of something like brilliance and truth and uh, righteous leadership that is out there saying this is what's happening around us and we're going to share with you all that we know and keep you in the loop not just for our own personal interests so we can control you or uh, use uh, false narratives to control you we want you to have information so that you become more self-governing so that you become another person that carries the light within you to help others and um, it's really a bit of a wild time right now in the world where you know I don't know if you know there's a large amount that are righteous leaders and there seems to be quite a few that just kind of want to lead people astray and leave people in the darkness and uh, there's there's way too much fear out here in the world to let it get to everybody um, so that's just a little bit of me taking a stance and where I feel a lot of this Leo energy come out uh, I heard one of a great astrologer who's on YouTube Sanati uh, in one of his uh, videos about Leo he said a Leo person may feel like they could govern the world they can be the president of the united states but if they don't know how to govern themselves first how do they expect to do that with the world so there's this this grandiose of leo that comes out that says i can do it it's all going to be under my uh power and prestige well uh i think only the truest leaders will be the ones that can say it was all possible because of everyone else around them uh not because of their own doing and thus we are in this crazy wild time of the paternalistic and the solar calendrical system. That was a fun rant. <laughs> That's a good way to um, bring us into Leo because there are aspects of Leo that you just demonstrated very nicely. Speech, the power of speech and oration coming from the heart. And I think that's what's really missing from our um, 
social media uh, because there has been so much censorship. People are not allowed to uh, give their real perspective. They're not allowed to say what they really want. And those people that have been sharing the truth have had to share it through the underground channels, through the people. But it's kind of, um, I'd say it was almost triggered by this Sun-Saturn opposition because Saturn is all about the people, right? And the Sun is your true will and your soul. And when the true will and the soul are being compressed and forced you're either going to do one of two things. You're going to accept that and follow the crowd or you're going to find other ways to share your information with people because you truly believe in what you're doing. And that kind of goes to the lunar polarity that has been ignored by the Western culture since its inception. This culture is a solar culture. It's based on the solar calendar. They took a lot of their playbook from Rome. Rome created this solar calendar to enslave their people. They never wanted their people to be connected to their mind or to, you know, their intuition. They wanted to suppress that because then they would have perfect servants for the tyrants. And if you think about Rome and you think about what's going on, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, and it's pretty relevant because we're coming back into an awareness of people understanding that you can't have the sun without the moon. And the moon needs the sun. So in that sense, you know, the lunar calendar is the oldest calendar. It's the calendar that humans um, survive with, they grew with, they, um, you know, they changed with. Uh, a lot of the prominent cultures use the lunar calendar. You use the lunar calendar to plant. You know, farmers, people uh, that study the, you know, transits, astrologers, people that are, um, you know, hired by prominent people in power um you know even like john d who was hired by the court of you know the queen to provide information on uh, auspicious times to do things they were using the lunar calendar they were using the transits of the moon through the nakshatras they just called it the asterism so we've known about this it's just that our culture has suppressed it from us and now with all the information that we have even though there is censorship, we will still find a way to get that information. And, you know, the, the positive aspects of, of this lunar, um, you know, energy is, you know, intuition, nurturing, caring, a balanced mind. And um, <clears throat> also, you're going to want to understand yourself and know yourself and understand your own mind is going to vary from the person sitting across from you. And when you're in the qualities of the moon that are negative, you get that paranoia, you get that, um, you know, passive energy that, you know, just wants to lay into motions and feel down. And I think that's a lot of people experience depression because they don't understand that their mind is different from the next person. And you can't just do this one prescription for all. You can't say that immunity is based on an injection. And it's going to work for everyone because it doesn't. And if our system realized that everybody was different and that everybody's body was different and we have different elements predominant in each one of us, that injection might work for someone and it might kill another person because they don't have the elements to support that. And that all comes back to astrology. How? It's understanding your mind. It's understanding the planets. It's understanding their placement and how different 
transits will trigger or open up energy fields for people and you know like you were saying about leo we're going from sun and cancer which is a very watery you know um kind of feminine energy to sun and leo which is a very masculine solar sign the sun is happy in leo the sun isn't too happy in cancer it's okay it's getting there it's gaining strength so now we're at a position where we're gaining strength right right and yeah and it, it, what do we do with that strength once sun goes into leo you know the idea of a forced injection uh is pretty much an abomination in my eyes because you either believe in the freedom and dignity of humanity or you're a control freak and where does that control freak nature come from it comes from an imbalance in the mind it comes from you know that you know terrence always talks about the dominator culture and this is we're it. in it we're in it and as a, a solar based like we were saying the solar forces it does have this positive and negative uh spectrum to it and unfortunately could it be because of kali yuga perhaps that's where we see this just off kilter extreme nature of you know making lifestyle choices um a complete so, disregard for anything that is sacred like your body as if this country wasn't founded upon by qualities of freedom qualities of what is the constitution but this is just me sort of giving my channeling of what i would say as a just leader um, and I've seen, like, again, there's still other leaders out here that are speaking up and that are saying the truth. And it, a lot of the reason I wanted to get this video out today is because I, I felt inspired by uh, the workings of uh, someone else who's very passionate and puts out such great information that, you know, it's not going to be happening on these corporate head media channels. They have lost their chance. They, they have just, I, in my eyes, they've pretty much... Uh, handed themselves over to the work of the devil if it was a if i was going to just be straight up about it but you know the power is with the people it will always be with the people and so there's more of us than them and i think that's what people don't realize they think you know um this started with the you know the 50s culture where you mind what your elders tell you right well it doesn't mean you listen to everybody and that you don't question what's going on. It means that you do question what's going on and you do listen to what they're saying, but it doesn't mean you have to do it if you don't feel like it's the right thing. And and that's where this suppression of intuition happens. You know, most people have zero intuition. They think it's some kind of like woo thing that you you know, you get with a course online in chakra alignment that you're just going to get your intuition with your seventh chakra. It doesn't work like that. You know, we all have we all have intuition. It's it's something that we're we're born with. It's just, you know, like you were saying, the Kali Yuga, you know, America being in a Rahu Dasha, which is like a total brain scramble. And then you have the Kali Yuga where up is down and down is up and people have forgotten about the importance of can I say it? God? You know, you can't even say God online. You can't even say that you love God because we have a, you know, I don't want to say he's my leader, but he's the leader, you know, in in power right now. But 
how did he get there? You know, it wasn't like, we don't even know if that's real. That's how in it we are here in the United States. But I think because we have a culture that does appreciate freedom and it was built on freedom that we're going to see in, you know, maybe the next couple of months that there's going to be an uprising. I don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, in the streets, but there are uprisings in the streets. There are, um, people um gathering together to show their solidarity for workers that are being forced to do things against their will you know when you do that to someone you break them and when you break them that's karma and most people don't even think about that they just think i want to make the money i want to cash in and it's not us that's making the money it's the already super rich so this is where I think, you know, this this sun going into a great position, you know, sun and Maga, the benevolent emperor. That doesn't have to be somebody like you see on TV. That could be you in your community. You could be that person in your office. You could be that person in your family that, you know, you just teach people. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, guys, this is our August episode, Ravens and Astrovedic Astrology Podcast. We're going to be discussing a lot of things. A lot of Leo, a lot of ego. Um, but again, guys, we're the ones here as astrologers. We're the ones connected to nature. We're the ones who know that there are higher cosmic laws. There are universal laws, meaning that there is somewhat of a, you could call it a ladder that doesn't necessarily work on a hierarchical scale, but on a um, connection scale, a one-to-one -one connection. That means... Um, we want to be in tune with the universe and as cliche as it sounds that's what we seek to do through the stars so if you're listening to us uh god bless you and thank you for being here um please connect with us share this like it give us a thumbs up wherever this is at uh, we hope that you continue to listen to us and follow us on this journey as we sort of keep to reaching out for the stars as they keep moving um but guys, we have a few transits happening. Um, August 16th is when Sun will make its transition into its own sign of Leo, the powerful, prideful, uh, and regal sign. Also with that, moon cycle. We have new moon happened on August 8th, and we'll have the full moon, according to my software the 22nd and what's powerful about this full moon is that it will be conjunct Jupiter in the sign of Danishta in Aquarius around right around like four degrees and yes Sun will be opposite that's why it's a full moon when Sun and Moon are opposite and that's gonna cause uh, I think it's powerful energy when I see Sun in his own sign and then I see Jupiter with moon in the in Aquarius the Aquarius is like the sign of like the humanitarian sign the water bearer the collective consciousness i think they're why i feel really amped about this is like i think that this adds like a uh it gives a boost to the moon and if that's in aquarius i think the collective minds of the world may start to see something in a, a very positive manner or or that there can be a, a certain kind of hope that drives us forward like a certain type of i don't know you can call it the spirit yeah, in um, you know, in the Western mystery tradition, they view Jupiter as an etheric energy, 
So when I see that, you know, the sun, the sun is going to be opposite that and moon is going to be conjunct Jupiter, I think, well, finally, the planets are going to be happy. We haven't had a really nice planetary energy for a while. And if you've been following the transits, it's been a little bit rough, you know, with these lunations. But I think now that we're coming to, you know, the the Leo part of the year, you know, you see in Western um, astrology, Leo is about the star of the stage and the screen. It's it's that actor that just has that special something. And we did a video about someone that has a lot of Leo energy that's still on the minds and on the lips of everyone. And that's Trump. He has that Leo energy. And before he was the president, what was he? He was on TV. And before he was on TV, he was doing what? He was in real estate. Those are all themes of Leo. Those are all the careers of Leo people. So right now we might see with these lunations, new people that we're starting to get turned on to, um, you know, through other people, through perhaps social media, through, you know, even chat groups on, you know, different um mediums and and that's also related to aquarius when you think about aquarius it's you can even think about it as online group chats that's kind of a big thing right now if you don't have social media you might be doing an online group chat or a mass group text with people that you have connected with and that you want to stay in touch with but you want to have more private conversations with that's what I think about when I think about Aquarius. So maybe this, you know, next lunation, you're going to find your group of people that you can share this information with and feel like, yeah, I found my people. These people inspire me. These people make me feel good. And I think that's that's definitely a, a positive force of Leo. You're going to feel like your soul is connecting with another soul group of people. Awesome. Uh, we also have... Shukra Venus going into the sign of Virgo August 11th that would be uh, tomorrow if you're listening to us today <laughs> uh, so Venus does is considered debilitated when it goes through Virgo but Venus is very fast moving and it's not going retrograde till December so um, and just from a side note I have seen through many teachers depict Venus when it's debilitated as not so debilitated as it sounds um it's not hopeless yeah and it, there's actually a pretty good quality of of connection and like what you said partnership and getting to know people too and and friends i i, I noticed that that's a i've seen that venus in virgo give a very like um compassionate nature to people yeah, those are the people that are going to connect the friend group. And, and that's the last part of of this transit is going to be from Leo going into Virgo. So it's Uttra Falguni Nakshatra. That is, you know, that is a part of the cusp of those two. And, you know, like you're saying about debilitation, you know, when you're at the bottom, you can only go up. So debilitated planets actually have a really good chance of accomplishing a lot once you know that you can move forward and do what you need to do to make it happen that's very true and that's 
part of the power in astrology. All it, sometimes all it takes is being aware of it. You know, like if you've never talked to an astrologer and you're like, man, this is just something, something I know is up with my chart. I don't even... I or someone some... told me I have a debilitated Venus now. That means I'll never have a relationship. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you just need to put more focus on that area of your life and, you know, figure out what remedies you need to do or, you know, maybe you even work with some crystals or wear a certain color and, you know, whatever works for you, that's how you come out of that debilitated state. And but there is a remedy in just self-awareness alone. Right. So it's right. never about trying to figure out the cracking the secret code that's going to just remedy it all. Uh, if, if you have a sound judgment in your mind and you have awareness, you can get a lot done from that alone. So that's part of my tactic. I have a lot of Saturnian energy in me, which means I, I like to just give people the, the, the hard truth and it can be very practical in my eyes but uh, it requires discipline it requires hard work and effort um, and some people aren't quite there but the good thing about Saturn that people forget is Saturn is disciplined but it's also a rebellious planet which um, I love that KRS said that because it's very true Saturn's got its own form of rebellion its form of rebellion is superior discipline that's the rebellion. It's putting yourself and holding yourself to the highest standards. And, you know, Saturn's a cold, dry planet, so that might not be for everyone. But that's where these polarities make sense. When you have the sun opposite Saturn, you learn from that. You feed off of it. You, you gain from it. You don't, you want, it's about the mindset. You know, like you said, awareness is knowing. And once you know, then you can't unknow it. And, and if so you go from there, part of what makes spirituality or the occult world in the eyes of many so dualistic is, is that, that simple statement that you just said, once you know, you can't go back. And so there, instead of this fear around that, for whatever reason that ever became about fear, it's just about knowledge and awareness. So, uh, that's where we're, we're here to decipher that and, and channel it to you, our listeners, uh, as, you know, cosmic navigators of the stars. Um, so moving on, we do have this Leo energy happening four houses away from Rahu. And um, there's a little bit you can say about that. There's still a lot of like real estate uh, just activity across the country. I don't, I'm not sure across the world. But uh, that that just from the Taurus ascendant, when we see that there is a lot to do with just the the market of, of real estate having such um, strong, swift and almost like a constant feed into it. Um, nonetheless, a great thing. And I think it's going to kind of continue at least on into um, the winter. It may start to take a dip in the winter, but it, it kind of always does. And on an annual basis just because of uh, the things that are happening, holidays and people going to school, these sort of things. But uh, man, yeah, the past three months or so have been just all kinds of talk about um, houses, property, rentals. Um, in certain areas, there's a housing shortage, which just means that there's a lot more houses that are about to be built. Um, so 
pretty awesome stuff. I think as long as people can uh, see through all of this, uh, I call it like the multiplicities of the coronavirus, once people can see past it and just live their life in their own uh, truth, there, there's a lot of momentum that can be had. Right, right. That's, it's also, you know, what's your priority? Is your priority your job? I think that's most people. Their priorities are now their job, having a place to live, and making sure that their family is safe and provided for. And those are all things related to having a stable place to live. And, you know, stability, um, that comes with that Saturnian energy, that comes with the solar energy, that comes with the lunar energy. It also comes with Mars, and, you know, Mars has been kind of in a tough place these past couple of months. It went from being exalted in the beginning of the year. Um, right now, it's kind of, you know, been aggravated. And once it goes into Leo, then, oh, no, it's already in Leo. Never mind. Yeah, once it went into Leo, you might have noticed people wanted to work more. People wanted to be active more. People wanted to focus on their bodies more. Um, people were talking more about health. And, um, you know, now that we're getting some of the planets in more of their dignity and more comfortable places, especially Mars, you know, when Mars is debilitated, it can make aggression just stay bottled up and explode and now that we're past all of that and we're in the place where we're getting back to trying to uh, establish ourselves or even purchase property now it's just about waiting and understanding when the right time is for you and not really rushing through things without thinking for sure timing is everything uh and this is why a lot of what we're saying can be very subjective to what your chart says. You know, um, if you are a rising Taurus, yeah, it probably is a lot of uh, real estate in the the talk or the conversations of, of your own household. Um, but yeah, perhaps not so much for I don't know. Let's say a rising uh, Aries right now. Um, so yeah, there's all of this. If you're interested in knowing what your chart actually says, check out our websites for consultations. Um, but now let's get into a little bit before we end this episode about the nakshatras that become active during the month of August. Uh, so now we're going to go through the three nakshatras that are part of the Leo um, constellation. Um, so these are three different um, nakshatras, lunar mansions. The first one's Maga, and that's from 0 to 1320 of Leo, the heart of the lion. So this is where it all begins. This is on the ecliptic. Um, this is the uh, place where the ancestors dwell. And this is also uh, the nakshatra that is symbolized by a throne. And it's considered the little king, mighty, magnificent, and great one. These, these people tend to thirst for power, and they're the facilitators of change. Uh, this nakshatra gives fame. It's related to the elite and aristocracy. So, you know, we've been hearing a lot about the elites this year. And this is where it comes from. It's from that MAGA energy. And MAGA people um, tend to be really into their lineage, their family genealogy, 
they love history and they might be the one that are getting a genetic test to see if they really are from this ancestry or not and they're the type of people that would visit astrologers because of their prominent wealth they can afford the best astrologers and it's ruled by k2 right so k2 is that spiritual south node mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that relates to it as well yeah exactly and you know all this talk about real estate maga is the real estate nakshatra a lot of prominent real estate heirs and real estate um you know the best of the best have maga uh it's also related to gold and granaries so holding wealth in the uh material realm through grain which is how you nourish yourself and through gold which is how you provide the nourishment for your for your family and that's considered one of the brightest stars in the sky but right now since it's getting really close to the sun you might not be able to see it until september so the second part of the leo trilogy is purva falguni and that's the back of the lion and that symbol is the platform so the first part was the king. The second part is the platform where the king addresses his subjects, which I think is really interesting that we're going through this right now because we might see some people come up that we've not heard from before. Just come up and start to address people and you'll get people interested in, in this time because of the way the transits are. It's also related to fig trees and this is an akshatra when Lord Shiva got married. So there is an um, element of romance because it's ruled by Venus. So there's that Venusian energy, which can lead to self-indulgence. But what happens after self-indulgence? You get so burned out that you start to think, I need to relax. And when you relax and you take some downtime, that's when you get solutions. So this is also the nakshatra of learning how to relax, learning how to give yourself that time to get the answers and become a little bit more carefree. But you're also focused on beauty, love, comfort, and luxury. But all that leads to development and creation of things that will help other people. And this is also a nakshatra related to inheritance. So people that have Purva Falguni might inherit a lot of money if their planets are great the opposite might be true if they have some hard aspects then maybe they had an inheritance and they lost it and you could still see that in their chart uh, but these people are you know the artists musicians designers actors but what you will notice is these people are excellent speakers they will get you interested and a fun fact is these people tend to wink and raise their eyebrows a lot that's a purva felguni thing and the last part of this that I thought was really interesting is that there's a, a myth related to this of where does blind wealth come from? We always wonder, well, why are these people born rich? Why do they have an inheritance? Why did they get money? Well, according to the mythology during Purva Falguni um, Nakshatra, the person um, that used to dole out wealth was blinded. So he just started giving out wealth to people, whereas wealth in the ancient times was reserved for those that were pure devoted and honorable people so that i thought that was really interesting because you always hear people saying well why can't i be rich this is where that comes from 
And the last part of the Falgunis is the second part, which is Utra Falguni, which is ruled by the sun. And that is the last part of Leo into the first 10 degrees of Virgo. So we have that Leo into Virgo. So there, that might be a little bit of a transition for some people to get out of that Leo energy of look at me to the Virgo energy of let me serve you, let me help you. And this is a great nakshatra for healing and treatment of diseases. These people have the talent to heal other people. But the most important thing from them is helping and receiving the help from others. So friendship, like what we talked about earlier. Yeah, uh, this is another great uh, comparison of two nakshatras that can make people say, well, I'm a Leo, but I don't feel like it. Leo, I've never been arrogant or any of this. And it's perhaps because you're Uthra Falguni. Um, there's just like, there's a slight change in, you see, just from uh, just being around people and being around uh, the nakshatras, you know, that you start to notice the, the slight differences. Um, I mean, you'll find, I have great friends, a lot of times both, you know, Falgunis, Purva and Uthra Falguni will still have a wide circle of friends. There's that energy that uh, seems to still be prominent, but it's like the Uthra is just a little less uh, about, like you said, me, 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 and a little bit more about like, so what do you do? What's your name? Like, and Yeah, let me find out about you because w w these people tend to be the social workers. They're, you know, not to say you can't be a social worker in any other nakshatra, but this is, you know, considered the nakshatra of social work, of kindness, generosity, commitment, matchmakers, and reputation. Now, I thought that was really important because some people don't even think about their reputation and they just mindlessly act. That might be something to think about if you're Uttar Falguni, if you have prominent planets there. What do people think of me? And not in a way where you're going to obsess about it and try and change yourself. It's more like, what do people think of me? Do they think of me as a great friend or do they think of me as a competitive person or do they think I'm totally unreachable? That's something to consider um, during this transit as well. Even for yourself, if you don't have planets there, what is my reputation? I think that's a really um, nice little meditation to have. And if you feel like, you know, you haven't been getting the results you want with your life, with your work, you know, with anything, think about that. It could be that people are viewing you opposite of what you think that you are. And um, the sacred animal of Uttra Falguni is Nandi, which if you don't know who Nandi is, it's Shiva's uh, cow. It's his vehicle. So if you ever want to um, make Lord Shiva happy, you first have to speak to Nandi and you have to get Nandi's permission. So it's almost like his trusty uh, dog. You know, we have our dogs to guard us. And if your dog doesn't like people, it's not going to be easy for you to have friends over. So if Nandi's happy, um, then, you know, you'll be happy. And Nandi is also translated as joy, which I think is a really beautiful translation. And the last part of Uttra Falguni to kind of meditate on or understand is it's about ambitious spiritual pursuits. 
and recognizing your own failings and restrictions. Um, because, you know, if you're a solar person, you just might think you're the best. And you might not realize that there are some things that you could work on. So, you know, to balance out that solar energy, just think about your reputation, your friends, and how you can help other people. How can you be ser uh, of service? How can you be more kind and generous? Um, and also another really interesting thing about this Nakshatra is patronage now. Patronage is really important right now. Um, it's how a lot of people are able to make podcasts. It's how they're able to, you know, even provide news since our media is not actually providing news. They're just providing the agenda. So you might see more people coming out um, as patrons and saying, yeah, I really support this person who's doing news analysis because they're actually analyzing the news out of what? For their own benefit? No, it's because they want the kindness of their heart to come out and show the community that they actually care about them. And if you don't understand something, this person will translate that for you in a way for you to understand. So patronage and supporting artists, um, let's watch for that towards the end of Leo into the Virgo transition. <laughs> Yeah, so don't forget that that Leo transit for Sun is from August 16th to September 16th. Um, and it should be about the last week and a half portion is when you'll really start to feel the Uttara Falguni energy kick in. Uh, and then it continues as it goes into part of uh, Virgo, Uttara Falguni does. And so it's worth mentioning that September 16th to October 17th is Sun through uh, Virgo. But a lot of great stuff there, a lot of great ancient wisdom. Uh, and that's and just the beginning. If you want more, we can always help you with that. Or I would say, you know, start to look at the nakshatras yourself if you're interested in one. Um, it could be that you have that nakshatra or it could be um, opposite of a prominent nakshatra that you have. Um, the body parts that are associated with the energies of this time are the heart and the intestines. So just be gentle on, on those two parts of your body. Allow for, you know, time alone, um, eat clean, healthy food. And we have this Mars-Mercury conjunction um, happening August 18th. So from the 17th to the 19th, energy might be a little bit um, kind of at odds. Uh, you might feel a little irritated. So Mars is action and energy of um, just quick movement. And Mercury is thinking and it's also quick. So that's what they have in common. They like to do things fast. So you might feel impulse versus logic. And at that time just take it a little bit slow and realize that it's just for a couple of days and we have Jupiter giving an aspect to that on August 16th so Mars and Jupiter are friends so it'll be a little bit lighter than it might have been if Jupiter had not uh, been there and I guess the last thing I want to say about this is during MAGA um, the most important thing is the ancestors. And there's a holiday called Pitru Paksha, 
which you offer food and water to your ancestors. And I was always curious where this practice came from. And it comes from one of the myths um, of MAGA, where one of the uh, people passed away and he was offering gold and people kept offering him gold. And he realized that he couldn't, in the other world, survive on gold alone so that's where the food and the water offerings come from because we need to feed our ancestors not just money but also food because that's how we survive and it also creates an awareness of the importance of honoring lineage and history so that's one of the things i want to leave us all with history is important you must know the history in order to know what is to come. So with that, um, you have anything else to say, Brandon? No, that's uh, wrapping it up for our episode today. Uh, guys, as always, let us know what you think. Stay in touch with us. What should we talk about? Uh, what are your thoughts on the world at large right now and how the uh, the grahas or the planets, how they're playing out? What do you think of this uh, world that's manifesting? Um, I certainly see that there is always a hope and there's always truth out there, but it always can depend on where we're putting our attention, where we're focusing, and how are we acting upon our, our own truths in this, in this world. Uh, but that's it from my side of things. You got anything? Uh, I just want to end with this uh, solar mantra. It's a bija mantra for the sun. So, you know, get out there. Get some sun. Feel the sun on your body. You know, we spent a lot of time last year um, in our homes. Now let's be outside in nature. And, um, yeah, so the solar mantra is... Om Ram Rim Ram Sasuraye Namaha. So I offer that to Lord Savatur.